Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. We are so excited to have another great guest with us. We have Kiki from the Talk of Shame. You know her from her bagel reviews, her deep dives, and we're going to ask her all about those. But first, we want to dive into New Jersey. Kiki, what did you think of this part one? I well, you know, there was all the drama that was happening during the day between Jennifer and Melissa. So I had actually like didn't even remember the reunion part one was happening because I was so excited about Beverly Hills. And then I was like, oh, well, they know the assignment. Now I'm really excited to see like what happened at this reunion that they're going at each other. Um, it's clear there's a divide. Um, but I, I it's so funny because I all I think I love the Jersey women so equally and then hate them so equally that I go back and forth on that cast, I think the most. I love Jennifer, then I hate Jennifer. I love Mark. It's so funny because it's like the people that like always are kind of at odds. Like I love Jackie. And because of that, I love Teresa because without each other, they they're not as strong. And it's the same with Marge and Jennifer. The only one like Dolores, I feel like is the, the great like neutral person within the cast. And then Melissa to me is just kind of a dud half the time. Like, I don't really know if it wasn't for Joe, I think she'd be a friend of. Um, maybe, but I also think that, um, you know, sort of like they like have their storylines together as a couple. So it's kind of like without each other, Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't have That's anything. Fair. That's fair. I will say like everything that Jennifer was saying about Melissa in terms of the fake storylines with the baby, the sister, like I agree with, like, I thought Jennifer I'm with Abby. Like I love her. And then I don't dislike, I dislike her. I learned to kind of like love her more and kind of take her for who she is. But I mean, as we like to say, she understood the assignment. She came with her clapbacks. She, I mean, ca- calling Jackie Merriam Webster. Like, I just <laughs> thought it was, I just thought she was, fu- she's entertaining. She's funny. You don't have to agree with what she says, but like, she's entertaining. And one thing, like after 18 years and five kids, you've rocked that ring, Jen. Like, I'm, I applaud you for getting that big ass rock from Bill. Um, But I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I like totally give her props because, you know, again, you know, I have a friend, a friend who's a doctor. He doesn't take care of me, but I remember being with him from the very beginning and like, he was not living this fabulous life. Like we were both struggling, like, you know, getting our like 99 cent tacos, you know, happy hours. And yeah, now he's bawling, but you know, she went through all of that and was having kids at the same time. Like, yeah, she deserves that ring. 
I completely agree. What do you guys think though of Dolores uh, getting a new vagina? <laughs> I, I wish we focus more on that. Like we I started with it, and then they were like, and then they just moved right on. But I'm like, uh, what? I want like, what did her OBGYN boyfriend think of this? Like, did he think she needed a new vagina? I there, I have so many questions. I mean, I died when Jennifer's like, she snipped her lips, like she got a new <laughs> pair of lips. I was like, okay. Yeah, because I'm so used to like everyone doing like everyone was seen to Unreal Housewives was doing the like insertion, the electrodes were like tightened and like that was like the new vagina. Now there's like a full on surgery for it. I'm like, yes, I need to understand more. I'm curious, not judging. Totally curious. Yes. (laughs) We I love Dolores, though. I I thought it was interesting with the seating. They kind of had like the two different teams as the, like, and I'm sure that was intentional, but I feel like you could have, could have placed Dolores really anywhere and it would have worked. Yeah, She's- I think so too. I think if I was in the Jersey cast, I would always want Dolores to be on my side because if she wasn't, I would be like, I'm in the wrong because she always like, like she'll go against Teresa when she knows Teresa's like being bad and like, she'll go against whoever. So you're like, Oh, she's against me. Then I'm probably in the wrong. Damn it. (laughs) Got to get my shit together. I was so sad. I'm curious your thoughts on this. So she mentioned that Frank jr. Is now working for Louie. We've done a lot of investigating on Louie. He does not seem to be the great guy that Teresa thinks he is. Some shady businesses, lots of lawsuits. It's like killing me that Frankie Jr. is now working for him. But I just, so we've like, we're so like biased against him because we just dug way too deep into him. I'm curious though, like your thoughts when you like initially heard like Frank Jr. Frankie Jr. is now working for Louie and Teresa. Well, no, I'm now I want to know more about your deep dive because I was curious too. I was like, how, what capacity is he working? And it just feels like, I guess I'm also untrusting of so much on Jersey. Cause you hear about so many, like, well, this person doesn't pay their bills and like, there's a shady business. So I was like, what, what is he doing for him? And how is he already making so much money out of just out of school? <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, without revealing too much and our listeners know where I'm going to go. We have a deep dive on our Patreon, which you can check out, you know, where to find it. But basically we call him dirty Louie. There's a lot of similar patterns. We've connected with his exes. It's just screams like red flag to me. And especially um, I was like texting Abby, like a mad woman last night. I was like, Oh my God, their property that they bought. So, you know, Louie, I, Dirty Louie and Teresa bought investment property, this three net $3.35 million home as an investment property, but they bought it under a domestic limited liability company, an LLC called It Happened on Bay Boulevard. List. That's where they met. That's, where, That's they met. where they met. They named the LLC after where they met, but it has Louie as the company's agent. So it just feels really scary sketchy. I yeah. don't, I don't have anything on that. So I don't want to make any sort of like allegation. So I'm going to cover myself and say alleged, 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 but I, I don't, I don't know. It just feels sketchy to me. So I'm like, I'm on to you, Louie. We're <laughs> on to you. We're watching you. Um, I and just- to jump into a business property so soon. I mean, like I've dated guys for eight years and I wouldn't even put them on the lease. <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to be like, Teresa, have we learned nothing? Don't put your name with another business, if you don't know someone very well, I mean, you thought you knew Joe very well and look what happened. And, you know, I do believe that she really didn't have an idea of what was going on, but she still had to go to jail. It's like, Teresa, yeah. girl, like, 
let's look into this stuff before we're signing our names on like businesses and buying investment properties. And so I'm like, oh, now Frankie Jr.'s in this. I just, I can't. It just, it just is like watching a train that's about to crash, you know, like <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. And I want Teresa, we've said this before, like, I want her to be happy. Like the girl's gone through a lot. Like she deserves all the pineapple juice and whatever <laughs> juiciness, all that shit um, that she's getting. Like she deserves it. I just don't see this ending well. Yeah. And I, like, I have to imagine like when you're on, like, you know, I think her whole case went through the Southern district, which she does other <laughs> district scares me. Right. And you have to think once you're on their radar, you're on their radar for life. So like any business you get into for life, they're going to scrutinize. So I hope her business managers, you know, looked it over and all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, we don't want to talk too much just about our concerns for <laughs> Teresa, um, because there was a lot more that happened on this reunion. I was still so heartbroken. And I know she had talked about it on Watch What Happens Lives and on her own Instagram stories, but Jennifer and her mom are still not speaking. I feel like I'm so conflicted on this because if it really is that her mom wants Jennifer to like kick the dad out and like she's mad that she took the dad in, then I understand why Jennifer's like, I can't apologize for that. But there's got to be a way where they can make this work. Like, I just think it's so sad that this is dividing the family this much. Yeah, it makes me really sad. And I guess the part that's hardest is because, you know, I think Jennifer is really loyal to the men in her life because she's like, that was how she was raised. Right. And so I feel like she's not giving her mom enough like there, like she's like backing her dad because she was probably a daddy's girl. Look, I'm a daddy's girl. Like, I get it. But your mom is saying she was hurt. And whether that was real or whatever, she's saying she's hurt. So acknowledge it. Just apologize. Like, it's your mom. Like, you know, like, you just apologize. I don't know. I don't understand it either. And I think you bring up a good point with her being loyal to the men in her life. But yeah, like, you got to acknowledge her feelings. If she said she's emotionally abusive, like, if her dad, you got to believe that. Like, I mean, I know it's hard because she puts her dad on such a pedestal. And I was a daddy's girl myself. And as I've gotten older, that's kind of evolved. That's for another episode and another show. <laughs> but I I mean, I I just feel like, and even though she's like, I was there. I'm like, well, girl, you at, you know, eight, seven, six, like you as a child do not understand things as an adult. Like you're going to choose to believe what you want to believe and remember what you want to remember. Um, so I don't know. I just feel bad for her mom. And I just want to apologize. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So next we had, I thought it was weird. They had Joey come out it was just Joey. And then they had him leave. And then he's going to come back out with all the men. I'm really sick of their whole storyline of like, you know, Joey's like, I supported her, everything she does. And now she never, you know, sees me and she's never home. Just given everything that Joey said, I do think he is a little bit of a chauvinist. I do think he is somebody that wants his wife there cooking dinner for him. And when she's not there, and I don't care if it's four nights a week for, for six months, like let her have her moment. She raised all of her ki- your kids while you did all of your stuff. I don't know. I just, I'm so over this whole even conversation. I was kind of surprised they gave it its own segment. Yeah. I think it's because he is the other housewife, right? So they're like, <laughs> we got to bring him out, give him his shine. But yeah, I I'm, I'm over it too. It's like, uh, just she's clearly making money like she's clearly doing her thing you're clearly enjoying it because you're getting the benefits of it too so stop complaining about it like your kids are 
they're not grown, but like, they're not babies anymore. And like, I'm sure you have nannies, like they will be fine. You've raised them. You're still a part of their life. It's good. I did find it interesting when they started to talk about how fame has changed people and how Teresa, of course, um, Abby made a note of this, loves to bring Melissa down when she can. And she's like, yeah, she's changed. But she's like, fame changes everyone. She'll take any, I think, any opportunity to dig at Melissa, which is hilarious to me. Like, they are the friend, like the poster child, poster children for frenemies, I swear. I just, yeah, I love how they act like we're family, we're close, but any, yeah, any chance I can like dig at you. I love that Andy said, Teresa, you were a little too good in that prank call. Have you been practicing or waiting for this moment? I'm like, I was wondering the same thing myself. I'm like, she is saying all these things that she's believed for years, but now she can be like, it was a prank. But I think she thinks that, you know, Melissa was a stripper and that Melissa, you know, has done all these horrible things. And I it just, it was funny to watch that kind of come out. And they even brought it up with Joe Judice, you know, all the horrible things that he said. And then Teresa saying like, you need to stop talking about my husband because it's affecting my daughters. Well, it's affecting your brother, your sister-in-law your nephews, your niece, like, I feel like she's so hypocritical and that it's just like almost assumed that that it's okay for Teresa to be a hypocrite. Totally. She's, she's super hypocritical and she does like, she does not want to acknowledge when she's like in the wrong. And then her fans and followers also are so like blindly faithful to her that like, if you're like, but she did, they're like, no, (laughs) the tree huggers, man, they are ride or die. But that's also part of me. Like, this is a beauty of housewives, right? Like this is why we love a Teresa. Like I love when housewives are like disillusioned. Is that the word I'm looking for? Aren't like connected with reality in a way. Like they see things how they want to see it. I, I mean, I don't always agree with it, but it's funny to watch like someone that in their own little head in their own little bubble. I would think it's the only way you can thrive as a housewife because I would be way too in my head the entire time. I think. I, yeah, I think you do have to disconnect, but she's just done it as like an art form. And I, that, but that's why I love her. Like I get annoyed by her being so hypocritical, but hypocritical, but if she all of a sudden was like, you know, you're right. I apologize. I'm like, wait a minute. Why is Teresa weak? Like what's going on with her? You know, like I, we critic criticize her for it, but then like expect it. And if she doesn't do it, I'll be disappointed. I'm uh, really curious. Oh, go ahead. B. I was just going to say, we got to like mention, um, and you might be going into this, her dig at Marge, like Marge and Jen at the beginning of the reading. Yes. I, well, I stay the mom staying at home mom and that whole conversation. I just felt like Jennifer Aiden came in there ready to fight. She picked any opportunity to jump in there. She was ready to throw anybody under the bus and come after them. The stay at home mom thing when she brought up that Marge, you know, said that she knows that Joe Gorga doesn't pay people. I also thought it was interesting that Jennifer said that Marge started the rumor. I'm like there, I was just, there's a part of me that's like as crazy as Jennifer Aiden is typically she doesn't lie. Like she'll say stuff and it's mean, but there's usually some truth to it. So I'm just curious. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't think Marge started it, but I do think Teresa is saying that Marge told her like started it. I think that Marge has something to do with it only because like, I'm always bad at timelines, especially now that we haven't been filming, but it's like Marge, look, there was still that she pulled her hair, right? Danielle pulled her hair. We found out Teresa was behind it. I think that there's still like 
uh, something there. And so if she was talking about Teresa or whatever behind her back or, you know, getting her to like do things that she knows Teresa would do, like it wouldn't surprise me. And Joe, you know, he was sort of letting out little Easter eggs here that made it clear that like he knew something too. So where there's smoke, there's fire. And so, you know, I think she's going to have to backtrack a little bit because now she's like, you know, I want to be friends again, but I think there was something there for sure. I mean, girls got to get her story straight. And we love Marge. Like we always joke, we have blind loyalty to the housewives who are friendly and nice to us. So we love Marge. I just, I'm like, girl, get your story straight. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's starting to unfold a little bit, but I mean, no one stirs a pot like Jennifer Aiden. I will say I did kind of cackle and laugh at Teresa's dig at Joe being a plumber. There's nothing wrong with being a plumber. (laughs) <laughs> but when she made that comment, I, I did laugh. I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, Plumbers. it was like, I knew, I knew that it was going to like piss a lot of people off because it's also like, you know, I read one comment. It's like a huge part of your fan base in Jersey yeah. are plumbers. So I would probably not try to, you know, but Teresa, I don't think she intentionally tries to hurt people in that way. I think her, her method of hurting people is very specific. I don't think she wanted to put down plumbers. She was just no, like, wanted, no, no, she no. wanted to just like make a point to Marge. And it just happened to be like, that was the thing that was going to do it. I, yeah, I can't wait to see like this, like revolution of plumbers now coming after Teresa. <laughs> like, it's going to be amazing. I'm sure she's getting a lot of like tweets and comments from people like wives of plumbers that are pretty pissed off. And I think you could almost look at it in a way. I think she was trying to say blue, like if your husband does blue collar work, you're not going to be as proud as if they're like this, like doctor lawyer, which is kind of a really shitty thing to say. Like, I think you can be just as proud of a blue collar husband, but I'm, I wouldn't put like in my bio, my husband's an accountant, not that I have anything against accountants, but I mean, I wouldn't put anything about my husband in my bio, I guess. In a period. Period. <laughs> That's yeah. The point. yeah. <laughs> I could be married to like, you know, I was going to say like Gandhi, but he's not married to anybody, but you know what I mean? I could be married to like the Nobel peace prize winner. And I probably wouldn't feel the need to like put that in there. I would only put wife of, if it's like, you know, wife of Chris Hemsworth or like something like then I'll put my husband in my bio, just let everyone know. So I can get my blue check Mark. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I don't think Bill Aiden's getting her that blue check Mark. She got it on her own, but no, it was, it was a good part one. I'm so sad. We only have another part. I'm really confused why we're only getting a two-part reunion from Jersey and a short season. I know. I was. I, I didn't realize it was only going to be two parts. I, I assumed it was going to be three. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's OC surprising. got three. Yeah. And that was like terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, think we were done at one part for that. Yeah. I think Bravo's just learning to leave us wanting more. Mm. Uh, I mean, here's the thing as Bravo fans, we are damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. We like get mad that there's not three parts. And then we get the three parts and we're like, why was that three parts? That could have been done in two parts. So I just think they always pick the wrong ones. Like I'm all for not having every reunion be a three-part reunion, but I think they need to pick and choose which ones really deserve three and which ones truly only deserve two. And it's probably not going to be the fan favorites. I think even if Roni this year, and we'll get into Roni, isn't like the best season, you still have to give us three parts. Cause like people are diehard for Roni. Uh, I think OC give two parts, Dallas, two parts. That's fine. Southern charm, two parts, you know, like I think some of these shows that don't have quite this like cult following, but New Jersey people are obsessed with New Jersey. I'm shocked. And you know, Beverly Hills, we're going to get three parts. So it's just, which might be worth it. So let's transition to Beverly Hills premiered last night. You know, I think Beverly Hills has a history of playing up the season 
And then we're like, oh, the the trailer was everything. We really didn't see too much from the trailer and the premiere, which I think is a good sign. We still have a lot more storyline to go. I actually kind of, I loved this premiere. I thought it was, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I thought Beverly Hills premiere was better than Roni's. I would agree with that. I would definitely say so too. Um, it's interesting too. Like I've been on the East coast most of my life and now being on the West coast, it's also fun to watch it through this new, like <laughs> LA lens too, which I enjoy. I'm just, I feel like they finally got the cast, right? Like I think Beverly Hills has gone through so ever since LVP left and even, even a little bit before LVP, I felt like for a while there, it just felt really off with the cast. And I feel like they finally got a solid cast, right? I mean, we're going to get into Garcelle and Sutton and everything that Garcelle dominated in this episode. But I just think that finally we have like two people, Garcelle and Sutton are going to be a force to be reckoned with who don't give a fuck about the, um, the politics, the hierarchy. The poli- like, yeah, yeah, the hierarchy. The fact that these people have been on in the show, like they don't give a fuck. They're going to come for you, name their fish after you, like all of it. Like I am here for it, but <laughs> let's, let's talk specifics. Okay. Let's first of all, give production. Like I wish there were like little awards that we could just give like reality show production for just doing great, like montages. The fact that they keep showing the house they showed it empty. I mean, they keep talking about different things of like Erica and Tom. I mean, they, of course they know what's going to happen. I mean, we all know now and as they're putting this together, but I just love that production kept foreshadowing. Like they kept showing empty rooms and like, I, I loved it because Erica's trying to tell a different story. She's trying to say that she had dinner with Tom every night. If you had dinner with Tom every night, then why a couple months later, are you getting a divorce from the man? You say you were going to hold his hand until the day he died. Totally. I mean, I, I'm, I was getting anxious watching it because, because we know what's going to happen. I was just like, Oh no, is it come out now? <laughs> like when are, I, I was hoping like a headline would come up and like show their divorce and be like, you know, two weeks later, I hope she actually talks about like, what was their downfall? Because here in the premiere, you know, which is, we find out about their divorce. The ladies go to Tahoe, which is coming up. And literally it was like two days they get back and she announces that they're getting a divorce, which was also on inauguration day, which some people thought she was trying to, or no, it was on, um, it wasn't election day. election day, which people thought she was trying to downplay, but also like, we all knew that the election wasn't going to be determined on that day. So I don't, I don't know what she was doing there, but we'll, we will find out. I just, I hope she truly like talks about it maybe she opens up in tahoe about what's really going on i think this is a season where erica because the scandal is so public that she can't hide like put on a facade i think we haven't really seen a real erica jane i think she's been performing and has been uh more erica jane i guess than erica girardi in terms of like the clapbacks the look the glam like we haven't really gotten to know the person and given how public the scandal is, I think she's going to be forced into telling some truths. I don't know that we'll get the full truth, but something, um, which I'm here for. I'm looking forward to it. I love uh, um, a scandal, but I also wish that production would give us a fucking timeline. I wish they would at least give us like October, you know, like they know we're going to see this unravel and unfold. I just, I'm a nerd and I want it to would it. be super helpful. It would be I, very I, helpful, right? 
I am excited though. My favorite scenes are the one where like breaking news comes out and then the phone calls that happen between the housewives like that. I can't wait for that scene. Like, did you see, did you see? And my favorite, like this isn't a Bravo show, but Unselling Sunset when it broke about Chriselle and her divorce and they're all like in the office and she's like, here, why don't I call her? And she like calls her on speakerphone. I'm like, Do you really think a woman who is going through a surprise divorce is just going to pick up your call knowing it's being filmed? I just, I love that. So I'm like really curious to see who's going to be the one that like calls Erica. My money is on Kyle or Rena. Oh, it's I don't. Rena. You think it's her? I don't think it's going to be Dorit because no. I think Dorit is kind of one of those people who's a little bit private herself and might send her a text, but she's not going to call her knowing it's being filmed. Rena really doesn't give two shits, which is perfect because her dinner transitioning to her dinner with Garcelle, Garcelle's face was everything. I like how Garcelle was not going to let it go easy. I think that it's hilarious that Rena thinks that dinner went well. When all of us watching Garcelle's body language, you we were like, she was not buying the shit you were putting on that table and she still doesn't trust you <laughs> at all. Again, it goes back to the, the delusion of housewife. Like she literally thinks that they were great friends after that. I'm like, were we at the same dinner? Were, did you have your bag of pills? Like taking what were, what were you on? That was not a good dinner. I have never wanted Denise Richards to pop out of those <laughs> bushes where they were sitting more than that dinner. Because I, although I'm like, I don't think we really need Denise. I would have loved if production was like, surprise, bitch. Here comes Denise. And or Brandy. Like, Even Brandy. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved if Denise like had a little friend of moment and just kind of popped right in. and was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I don't know. And I also don't understand. This is like classic Rena. Rena is like, you know, she's doing her monologue. She's saying hurt people, hurt people. And I was hurt. But I'm like, we never know why you're hurt. Rena, we hear about like, you're so calculating in terms of what you share, but we, you never share what, why were you hurt? Like what was going on? It's true. Yeah. I mean, if anyone, I felt like Denise was like the most hurt, like, were you hurt? Because like, you felt like what she was lying to you. Like, no, she just didn't want to talk about this stuff on camera and you were like forcing it. Um, and I love that it solidified to me that scene really solidified Garcelle is just like, I love a girl that is just loyal to the core when she was just like, but you know, she's like, who cares? What did you know? Who cares? <laughs> it's like, exactly. Have my back. Who cares if I was wrong? You have my back, Arcel. Exactly. I just think uh, it's funny. Oh, go ahead. I just think it's funny that Rena does this all the time and thinks it's going to be okay. Like she was, you know, the scene where they were on the trip last season and she's crying to Denise saying like, I should have been a better friend. And I want to go to church with you and all this stuff. I'm like, you know, and then I hate saying the words. So she called herself a see you next Tuesday. And it's like, I'm like, I think she just thinks that she's like, I was really a jerk in that moment. And I'm really sorry. And I've self-reflected and I'm going to do better. But it's like, you do this every single time. And I think she just thinks if I say I'm a horrible person, no one's going to want to kick me when I'm down. And so they'll just, we can just change the the topic. But people might forgive, which is, I don't think really happening, but they're definitely not going to forget. And you, she does it. I mean, even Dorit was kind of like, oh, I guess I trust her now. Like she was not convincing <laughs> on that. I mean, she's just not genuine. Like, I mean, actions speak louder than words. And although she's given us the words, there hasn't been enough action yet to truly prove it. And there's been enough um, of her behavior to prove otherwise. But I wanted to mention before we talk about Garcelle and Dorit's visit at Garcelle's home, uh, Sutton Renton Kyle's house. Were you guys like surprised, also fascinated by that? Because I was. 
Well, we I mean, posted it, was, it. We knew it was happening. So yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, well, then I totally. Right, <laughs> um, 10 months in with a baby yeah. and totally forgot. I didn't realize I was surprised watching it or surprised again. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I would still I think I'd be weirded out having my friend as my landlord, especially when I'm paying 20 grand a month and they feel like they're giving me a deal. <laughs> I was more surprised by the the monthly rent. I'm like, uh, I want to know who's paying twenty five thousand a month to stay there. If you can afford twenty five thousand a month, I'm guessing they're not doing a month. To, I mean, maybe for Sutton, it's like a month to month type of thing. But typically, if you're going to send a one year lease at twenty five thousand, you could buy yourself a nice house. Yeah. And I was also curious because like when Kyle left that house to get the new house, I always was under the assumption that they sold that house. Had they always planned to keep it as a rental property or were they unable to sell it? Because if so, that also speaks to the agency. Like you weren't able to sell your own house. You got to rent it. What? I mean, you have to wonder. I thought she said they were an escrow at one point. She was like, we're an escrow, which I know things can like fall out at that point, but yeah, they kind of speed up right a lot away. of good points. Yeah. What do we think of the fish naming? <laughs> she just said, she's just like, this one's just regular. It's just a, like, a goldfish. <laughs> I'm going to flush down the toilet in a couple of weeks. I will say I went to Kyle's stories after the episode because, you know, the women always like will sh- like have like share different parts that they liked. I was pretty impressed with Kyle being in on the joke and was getting like, like stock images of goldfish. And she was like, my response to Garcelle, me finding out the fish was named to me. And it was all pictures of goldfish. It was pretty funny. I recommend checking out Kyle's stories because she definitely is in on the joke. Okay. That was uh, um, amazing. Garcelle, if I were to give an award in terms of like best performance, I would give it to Garcelle. Like I, (laughs) she came to play. I mean, she was ready. I felt like she was, I could, I would be like really proud of myself if I had that little moment ready for cameras and be like, here, Dory, come check this out. But- and that's totally my level of shade too. Like doing stuff like that, where it's like, I might be the only one enjoying it for a very long time, but every once in a while, you'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of shade like Beverly Hills, like needs like fun shade. Like yeah. I think about like Potomac women do it so well where they all like, I mean, laugh about it. Like, let's have fun. Let's not have five episodes where we're hurt over the fish. Like I I'm here for that. Like, I want to see more of that. Totally. All right. Let's talk about the new girl, Crystal. What did we think about just our initial impressions of her? And, um, I'm more shocked by the fact that she held in a baby for 40 minutes because she wanted it to be delivered at 8 AM. That was like, I was like, okay, you are very like, yeah. A type is like beyond beyond because I've never given birth, but that does not sound like an easy feat. I mean, I don't really know if it's possible. Like she's like, so I just was like, no, wait. I'm like, you can't wait for 40 minutes. If they're like the baby's here, things happen, (laughs) but good for her. She got it at 8 a.m. So that's what she wanted. Yeah. (laughs) I thought Crystal, I loved the shade that she threw at Dorit. Like it was like very subtle. I like things like that where She's not necessarily being mean, but she's just kind of like, I don't know her. Um, I also love the Lion King. I, her husband's claim to fame. I, I like, you know, real money. She seems to have real money, which I, yeah. we, Abby and I talk about like with housewives, we like to see these rich ass people fight over petty things. Like I'm here for the real money. She seems to have it. Um I don't know. I just, I find it fascinating. I also like love that we have 
um, an Asian American woman on there and just learning more about her Chinese culture. And I know we'll see that later in the season as well. So I am yeah. here for Crystal. I'm curious to see who she's going to be buddy buddy with. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's because she's so, you know, I mean, it's beyond, it's like California, LA, Beverly Hills. Like she's very like in the crowd. It seems like her and Kathy have known each other for a while. She's known Garcelle. She, you know, knows Kyle. So I think she's going to be probably close. I, I would think with Kyle just because of the Kathy connection. Cause again, it seems like they've sort of been running in the same circles for a while. Um, and that's why I'm interested to see like how her, her and Dorit and Sutton will clash. Cause like, they don't really like, that's not their, they're there now, but that's not where they're from. If that makes sense. I'm really curious too, because, you know, Garcelle and Sutton are really, really good friends. And I could see Garcelle and Crystal, one, they know each other. You know, Garcelle is actually a known, you know, star before this. Like I knew who Garcelle was before they announced her as a housewife. I think majority, unless you're Gen Z, you knew who she was. Crystal, you know, runs in that crowd. So I think they know each other. I also feel like, you know, for both of them, Garcelle being the first black housewife on Beverly Hills, Crystal being the first Asian. Like, I think there's going to be some sympathy there and understanding that like, it it can be hard to be the first, but Sutton and Garcelle are such good friends. And we see Sutton and Crystal clash terribly with one another, uncomfortable conversations. I feel like Garcelle's gonna have to make a tough choice. And I don't think this is a a situation where she just can kind of be like, oh, I'm going to be friends with both of you. Like, this is a pretty serious, like, not pick a side, but it's going to be hard to not step in. I mean, I would say that, but again, because we saw the scene with her and Rena, we know how fiercely loyal Garcelle is. I don't think it'll be a hard choice. You know, her and Sutton spent quarantine together. I think she's going to have Sutton's back. She'll, you know, they're like, okay, Crystal, like we good, but like, this is my girl. So like, you gotta get along because like, it's my girl. Yeah. I mean, they watched the premiere together. She was just on her show. The real, like, I think there's something to do that Kiki, that she's pretty ride or die. And really I'm just, yeah. Her. Yeah. I can't wait to see how that goes down. Cause Garcelle isn't, she's not afraid of drama, but she doesn't do messy drama. So I think that's going to be the part that's going to be good to watch. If that's, if this was Rena. Oh Lord. I mean, it would be, who knows? It would, it would have turned into like a way bigger thing and extremely uncomfortable. Uh, but yeah, I I'm just excited for the season. I can't wait to see what, what, what other trips we get. Cause we know we get more than Tahoe. Can we talk about Kathy Hilton before we move on? To- oh my God. Wait, <laughs> can we talk about her confusing her own sister that she grew up with, with Garcelle? A black woman, a black yes. woman. Like, let's, let's call like, first of all, confusing a white person and a black person. I'm not saying you can't have similar they like, you know, features, but like skin tone is a big difference and their height. Garcelle is like super tall and Kyle is so short. I'm like, Kathy girl, you can't be that old. I'm like, yeah. How bad are your eyes? Like, I hope you're not driving. Like, I hope you had a driver to I just, uh, I just like, I'm, I'm ready for like the rich, rich ass shade that's going to come from Kathy. Like she kind of threw it at the party with the food. And I, I think oh, yeah. she made a comment about like, this is like a barbecue. Like she just, I just, you could, I just feel judgment from her like left and right, which I'm, I'm here for. I'm here for that petty shit. Like this is well, taking me back with Dorit with the wrong glass. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about, let's talk about the food though. I feel like Beverly Hills doesn't seem to know what the phrase barbecue is. 
Kyle has done a, like basically a Mexican buffet for her barbecue. She did like a fancy, like sushi dinner one time. And then we have Dorit doing um, pigs in a blanket, I guess, <laughs> like this big. I love Kathy. She's like, there's no ribs. I'm like, thank you, girl. If I'm at a barbecue, I want ribs. I want a di- I want dirty fingers. And Kiki, we know you are very particular on certain food groups. Your bagels. Yeah. I love. I mean, what did you think? I mean, when you think barbecue, even I in mean, LA. Love. I was born and in the South. Like I know what barbecue is. (laughs) I think that they think that barbecue means eating in your backyard. I think that if if you eat in your backyard, they think it's a barbecue. It's like, no, that's just dining. What al fresco? Yeah. Dining outside. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they never, it's the barbecues with no barbecue ever. Ever. And I I just thought it was hilarious that they thought the pig in the blanket was barbecue. I'm like, well, that's an appetizer at a Super Bowl party. That is not a barbecue food. No, I mean, and as some, um, we're both from the Midwest and I'm in Kansas City and I like to think we're a mecca of barbecue. So I'm like, where's the pool park? Where's your brisket? I want burn ends. I want bribs. Um, I don't even like baked beans, but baked beans for someone, coleslaw, baked potato, like all the carbs, basically all your carbs and all your red meat. Um, we can throw in some hot dogs and hamburgers. Uh, I just, I'm like, this is not a barbecue at all. At all. This is like a bougie ass appetizer spread when you have, I am here for the hash browns and caviar. Like I kind of was like, Ooh, I want to try. Oh that. yeah. That looked <laughs> delicious. Yeah. That looked really good, but that's not a no. barbecue. To me, that's just like heavy for LA, I guess, appetizers. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was we, surprised to see like so many of them biting into the pigs in a blanket. I was like, I want to see it. Okay, got it. Rena had two, which is shocking because we play this clip. It's like our thing we post every Fourth of July, and it's Rena and Erica talking about how once a year they have a good hot dog with a bun. And like just once a year, that's all I need. I'm like, I'm like once a week, I want a hot dog with a bun. But so the fact she had two pigs in a blanket, I'm like, well, I guess you eat hot dogs more than once a year now, Rena. Good for you. I, I want to transition to Roni and it's like so weird that I feel like I'm going to love Beverly Hills more than Roni. Cause Roni is like one of my favorite, just favorite franchises ever. And this episode was particularly hard. Uh, we'll die. We'll go into it with Sonia. It's just hard to keep watching this happen, but let's start with the positive and start with the fun. Uh, <laughs> Luann met Garth on hinge. And I love that. She didn't try to like make up a story like, Oh, well we met through this like elite, countess you know date she's like no i met him on hinge I'm like good for you like the countess is on hinge everyone i mean and I she's not it. being like the countess like yeah. sonia talked about in the she's introducing herself as Luann. she's like this is a down-to-earth blue is what we're getting yeah it's like i, I love this side of Luann, and i'm excited for it yeah i so we're like obsessed with ebony i just love I love everything about her. I think she, her tone of voice, like she's just always very calm, which I lack that. So I really admire that feature in people and the way she like approached Ramona about, she's like, let's just talk about it. Ramona's like, Oh God. Oh God. And she's like, no, I just want to know, like, you know, why did you use that word? And she's like, okay, so you're taking it in a literal, like the way she like approached her with it, the fact that Ramona didn't get defensive and was kind of like, all right, like I can hear this. I'm like, Ebony needs to run a clinic on how to communicate with Ramona. I mean, I, this is the most shocking part. I mean, we've only, what is this? This is only the second episode or we a third episode. I think we're third. Like third. Okay. Like 
the relationship with Ramona and Ebony, I think is like not what anyone expected. And I, I like it because look, everyone has their thoughts on Ramona. I have my thoughts on Ramona, but like the whole point of like housewives isn't to like really hate, hate people. It's just like, oh, they're like terrible. But the fact that she's listening to Ebony and like really wants to be friends. And like, I don't know if you saw like the, on the watch what happens live after the premiere when Ebony was like, well, whose style are you most likely have most like, and she's like, well, Ramona, we have the same style. I was like, wait, what you and Ramona have the same. It's just an interesting relationship, but I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. Just to see how it unfolds. After seeing that conversation and like later on in the episode, when we talk about Sonia, I was like, okay, I can see how Ebony and Ramona become like really buddy, buddy. And I actually kind of appreciate Ebony. I wouldn't say fully calling out Leah. Listen, I get the point that Leah was trying to make with the plasma and the donation and like Ramona's likely lying, but also I was like, is this really the fight? Like you want to like die on? Like, I, I don't understand what you're trying to do here other than just play up the cameras and do stuff. And I thought Ebony did a good job of kind of like calling her out. And I feel like Ramona probably appreciated that from her too, because we don't always get that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Ramona doesn't get a lot of people taking her back. Even like the, the people that are her friends, like Sonia and Lou will be quick to be like, but Ramona. <laughs> I, I think it's funny too. Cause Ebony was like, she admitted it. She basically did admit it. If you listen, she's like, I went there and I got antibodies tested and she never said she donated the plasma. If you like kept asking her and she's like, I got my antibodies tested. So yeah, she made her statement to the press I think she knew she didn't donate the plasma, but she knew that it would make her look better after the reunion. Yeah, that's terrible. But like for I for me, like for Leah, I'm like, why is this like the hill that you want to die on? Like all you want to do is bring Ramona down. You're actually making yourself look just as bad as her for lying about something like this. It's so weird. And I will say this as like, you know, to defending Ramona, who would have thought <laughs> very early on in like the um, you know. I got tested for antibodies really early on too. And we didn't know, I mean, at least I didn't feel like I knew enough about it. And I kind of assumed when I came back positive with antibodies that I was automatically entered into some sort of like, I had donated my, I just, in my head, I was like, yeah, I totally like I was positive. So my antibodies are probably being used for research. I like legit thought that too. So like, I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if Ramona did actually think she did and then realize, oh, okay, I guess I didn't. And back that, so my sister works uh, in healthcare and she has tested people for antibodies, but back when that like all was first happening, they take a pretty large vial of blood. It's now you can do, if it's just like one test, you can do like a pen little, like prick yourself. And it's like one little drop. But if I gave like two to three vials of blood, I would have thought the same thing. Like, well, they're, they're doing something with it. Right. They're not just testing it and throwing it out. So yeah, <laughs> I kind of agree. Like, I kind of am like, all right. And I also feel like if she did lie about it. Yes, that's terrible. But like so many people died of COVID. I get it. But her lying about it, it's not like that cost anyone their, their lives. And we don't really know that even if she donated, if she saved someone's life. So it's kind of like, I just don't see making this a big deal. And I appreciate Ebony just kind of being like, you want an apology from her and you're not going to get it. So let's just let it go. And I mean, she gave Ramona diarrhea. So like, <laughs> you know, you, you made her hurt. <laughs> In one way. Right. Can we give Ramona the, the depends sponsorship that Rena has? Because like so much, so much, <laughs> like, I mean, and the fact that she's just like, whatever, like I, that poor woman at the counter was like, her face was like, 
What? <laughs> well, I don't understand why Lou asked if she could help her. Like if I have a friend who's like, I'm in the bathroom right now, what can I help you with? Like, even if you're throwing up, I, like maybe I can hold your hair, but like, there's not much I can help somebody with in the bathroom. So I don't know if I would have thrown that out there. And then I love yeah. that they leave the place while first taking their lobster roll sandwiches, which I get it. Like that's expensive. And I'd probably want to snack on it too. And then they get to this other bar and she's like, can we get a dozen oysters as we wait for our table? Like Ramona, girl, you just had diarrhea and you're going to go eat some oysters. She has a love affair with oysters. Like I want the producers to make a montage. I mean, it's kind of gross, but of all <laughs> the time, just all the oysters that she's slurping because she fucking loves oysters. And don't get me wrong. I love a good East coast oyster myself, but it's just so funny. And I mean, this is basically when the episode starts to get a bit dark um Luann I appreciate although it's hard but I appreciate her being authentic in her struggles and going out and having a cigarette and admitting like this is kind of a lot to be in a bar she at that point was 30 days sober again so it makes me like nervous for her because it's all on camera but also I appreciate that she's not like trying to hide it I guess like she's just being open about it which I can sympathize with her more for sure. Yeah. I mean, pulling out the cigarette, I was like, okay, she is really going through it. Cause I think most people would do anything to hide that vice. Right. Like, it's like, you never want to. So I was like, okay, yeah, she's struggling. I'm worried. I love Luvian this season and I, by no means do I want to get rid of her at all. I worry that this group is not going to be the best for her because we know they all drink a lot. And I get that now she has Leah as like a sober friend as well. But I just think there's going to be these trips and knowing like watching Sonia unravel like this. And even like Ramona grabbed at dinner, grabs the rosé from Sonia and, and sets it on the other side of the table, which happened to be in front of Luann. And Luann was like, don't put it in front of me, which to me signaled like Luann was feeling like she wanted to drink it. And I just worry. I'm like, oh, God, like I have this weird like this is where I sometimes struggle with Ronnie. I have this weird like sense of guilt, like is we watching and loving this is why Luann keeps coming back. Right. She gets a paycheck because we all love her. Same with Sonia. And I feel like, I mean, we truly watch Sonia spiral every season for the last four seasons. Yeah. This episode very much felt like the Dorinda path, right? Like we, Dorinda was in a dark place that last season. Everyone saw it and we've seen it with Sonia in the past, but I think it's almost been like a little bit sparkly, right? Because the people around her just kept it, I don't know, in a lighter place because everyone else is like, the only one really drinking is like Sonia and, you know, Ramona and Ebony isn't getting, you know, she's having cocktails, but she's not partying like that. Mm -hmm. So now it's even more like magnified. And so I, you know, it would be weird to see Sonia not there, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they were like, maybe we just need like a season off. It was uncomfortable. Like when the whole Wells Fargo (laughs) and then like the homeless people are getting homelesser and like, uh, like when she was just like talking and I mean, saying it right now, we're all kind of like laughing a little bit, but like watching it in the moment, I was like, this is really uncomfortable. And I think in the preview for next week, we see Ebony, like, like hiding. I think, um, Sonia was getting uh, activated in Lindsay Hubbard's terms, but I just, it was really, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And here's the thing, like, you don't have to drink to have fun. We all know that. Um, and like the Potomac women, we get, we love Potomac. And a lot of it isn't because they're 
throwing it back. Although I do love a drunk fireball shot taking Karen Huger, but like we can still get, they have a lot of fun without a lot of alcohol being involved in my opinion. So I don't know. I mean, I think like, I mean, yeah, Atlanta, I mean, they, I I don't really feel like we see it as magnified as for some reason on Roni and like, look, I get it again. Like I get how New Yorkers drink. I drink like a New Yorker and which is why like, I'm like, Hey, this feels pretty normal, but yeah. (laughs) I also miss Dorinda. Like, I feel like this season and I know we're three or two, three episode three. Yeah, that's our three. We're three episodes in, and it just feels like it's missing something to connect to Ebony and Leah, and then the like the OGs. Yeah, like the spectrum even of drinking. I feel like it's like we've got people not drinking, and then almost like right next to them you have Ebony. And I will say, here's Ramona saying she drinks a lot. Yes, you don't see her like kind of fly off the handle the way Sonia does. So. Maybe she knows her limits a little bit. I don't know. I mean, we've definitely seen her drunk, but it just like, it doesn't seem like she unravels and gets so upset. And it's like, I mean, just the fact that Ramona said, Wells Fargo has better rates and Ebony's like, they do, but this is why I like going with uh, JP Morgan or Chase. Yeah. Yeah. And then like that triggered Sonia. Like she, I also want to remind Sonia, like, yes, your last name is still Morgan, but like, you're not part of that family anymore. Like you're divorced your husband has remarried. Like this isn't even like a fresh divorce. I know. And we keep stop, talk about it. Like yeah. how many seasons has Sonia have had a moment about the Morgan family and the Morgan family letters and like all this. Sh- it's just, it's a, it's a little, mu- it's dark. It's like, you know, there's something there and it keeps coming up over and over again. And I hope she's a good doctor. I don't know. I hope she's getting help. Yeah. I mean that like, you know, that's why, you know, you were saying how Ramona could drink just as much as Sonia, but like it comes, she's just like a happy drunk. Right. It, it, it just goes to show, I think Ramona, Ramona genuinely is just in a happy place. Like she's content with her life. The only thing she really wants is like a man, but she also just wants like multiple men. She just wants to date. She just wants to have fun. But I think she's just content. Whereas like Sonia is clearly unhappy. And, and so it's, coming out when she's drinking and like nobody wants to see that because we love Sonia so much it's like painful to see her like hurting so much yeah it's really hard so before we wrap up this episode I wanted to get um your predictions for when Heather Halla Thompson returns I love that Ramona didn't realize that everybody hates her because I just think that's classic Ramona like I invited somebody she used to be on the show why is it a big deal and not understanding the term cancel culture I know. Why do we want to cancel culture? (laughs) I loved it. So what do we think is going to happen with Heather? Uh, I mean, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty because the fact that Leah clearly had bookmarked all of the pages ready to go to be like, okay, let me tell you all the things that Heather has said about you in the press one. (laughs) And like, it's like they didn't hear about it before. So now they're just like getting riled up. So like, it's all, it's going to be what five against one. It's going to be not pretty. I mean, I feel like the newest best friend of of Bravo is the podcast. Like they need to have a microphone in the opening credits because we saw it go down in summer house and now it's coming back through um, Roni. I just, to me, like, and we saw the pretty where Heather kind of owns it to Luann. She's like, yeah, I said that. And I think that I just feel like Heather or Leah, excuse me, regardless of Heather is in the right and wrong, she's probably in the wrong, but I just think Leah's trying way too hard. 
it's weird. Like this whole episode was her like trying to get at Ramona to force something. And now she's like, like, let's, what are we, she literally was like, all right, how the Heather situation, like she has this in her head, ready to go. And I'm like, why are we, this is weird. This is a weird turn. Mm -hmm. Well, and why are we telling a unraveled inebriated Sonia that Heather made a comment about her face. Like if you really feel like Sonia needs to know, know that before she sees Heather, she's not going to remember this night. We all know that she is probably mid blackout heading right into a deep blackout. Why? Like why bring it up? There's like, you're sober. You're aware of what you're doing. If you really felt like Sonia needed to know, tell her the next morning when she sobered up as well. Like, I just think she's just trying to stir shit up for the sake of stirring it up. And I don't know. I just like, I feel like with housewives that never plays out well, but I do think there's like, it's really hard for some of these housewives when they have a strong first season. Like we all, most of us liked Leah last season. And then there comes like, becomes this like sense of like, I've got to still be the favorite and I've got to make myself like relevant. And I want to be the center of every storyline. And it, I feel like there's that second season flop and it's, I think it's happening to her. The sophomore flop. Yep. I think it's like um, when Rihanna starts following you and your ego gets really <laughs> out of control, then near second season. So well, even with the because wardrobe, Rihanna follows you, be cool. Yeah. The war, like everything. Like I hate it. Like it's just, it's ugh. anyways, <laughs> Leah, I feel like it's not going to come out on top by the end of the season. But one thing that will always come out on top, Kiki, are your deep dives. Please tell us a little bit like how that started um tell people if they haven't followed you already where they can see them i just lived for it your southern charm one was the one that how i kind of learned more about you but you're like a tiktok sensation yeah i mean i think that was my first real deep dive and it was sort of accidental and i was like i got into tiktok during lockdown as i think most people did like download it for the first time um and you know, remembering those old Southern Charms episode and people seem to really respond to it. And I was like, oh, okay, if this is what you want. This is what I'll give you. Um, and so it's been fun to sort of like go down, you know, not just Bravo deep dives, but just like pop culture in general, because, you know, I always forget I'm older. I In my head, I'm much younger. And I forget like Gen Z doesn't remember a lot of these like celebrities before they were celebrities. And so revisiting like oh you didn't realize that so-and-so used to do this and they're like what <laughs> so that's been a really fun part you know I think my latest one has been the you know Travis Shayna Courtney mm. Kim <laughs> and revisiting all of that because it's like remembering MySpace and the fights they had on MySpace it's so funny <laughs> oh my god MySpace like I, I mean I had a MySpace I actually think I still they apparently it's been shut down or something but I don't remember my password. So like, I'm sure if I went and looked myself up, I still have a MySpace profile. I'm curious who my, my top three friends are now. Um, but it is like, I, like Gen Z has no idea. Like even I, my niece was watching something on Netflix and they referenced MySpace and she's like, what are they talking about? Like this was before Facebook, <laughs> which Gen Z thinks Facebook is like antique. So it's just, Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I love the whole, like when it's like, how do you answer a phone? And it's like Gen Z and they have the two fingers. It's like, this is how you answer a phone. And like, you know, Gen, or yeah, Gen Z answers it like an iPhone, just a flat palm. Like, Oh, you've never even like, and had like a phone on a wall. Probably. It is so weird. I think <laughs> I just like knowing how, I mean, we're in our mid thirties. So like, it's weird to think about growing up like 
like that. I don't know. It's just yeah. very strange <laughs> to me. I, I can't imagine it. And I think about my own kids and like, oh my God, this is so weird. But one other thing that you also do, you do lots of fun things on your page. Um, you also do these amazing bagel reviews. Uh, if you love bagels, I think most people do. I don't know who I've never met anyone who doesn't, but talk a little bit like how that started. You do them every Friday morning. Where are you yes. going yes. tomorrow? I want to know too and... why you love locks so much. Cause I love bagels and locks and some people are really creeped out by it. So I'm just, I love that there's another person in the smoked salmon corner. I like it. I was, yeah. You know, like I said, I was in New York for half my life. And so you know, you get bagels anywhere. And so when the New York Times article came out saying, sorry, New Yorkers, California has the best bagels. And like, I had just gotten out to LA and I was like, "Mm, I'm not buying that, but let me see what happens. And so that's really what started it. I was like on a search to find a bagel that was as good as New York. Um, And, you know, I think I love, started loving lox and bagels while I was in New York. And I, in my head, I assumed everyone did lox and, and bagels. And it wasn't until I was doing it, everybody was like, oh, I've always been so scared to try lox and bagels. Now you're giving me, you know, I, now I kind of want to try it. You make it look so good. And I was like, wait, how, what have you been eating on bagels? I've just been eating lox and bagels for so long. It's like the only thing I know to put on a bagel. I'm obsessed with it. I keep capers at home so I can like oh, make my, because yes. the capers for me is what like really made it. A, a red onion is really good too, but God, I could talk about this forever. I know. He, Kiki, though, if you ever come to St. Louis, you have to let me know. And I want to get your take on the way we eat our bagels here. So we slice them differently. There was a New York Times article on this, and they basically said that we're ruining the bagel, but we don't cut it in half like this. We slice it like bread slices. But here's why. About this. (laughs) But people are like, oh, that sounds terrible. But you get a more cream cheese to bagel ratio. And I I feel like New Yorkers love their cream cheese too. It's true. It's true. Okay. Well, then I now I have to come to St. Louis. Yeah. I feel like just to try this. So and then we'll take you to yeah. I'll I feel all the judgment coming through yeah. right now. If y'all can see Kiki's face, she's I'm like, gonna, okay. I'm, I'm going to find a way polite, to ship but... you a bread slice bagel without it going bad. And then you can g- give me a review on that. Oh, that but would no. be awesome. Where are you going tomorrow? What's tomorrow's bagel lineup? So this is going to be interesting because I actually am getting on the road tomorrow for Palm Springs. I'm like getting away for the first time. I'm like, I love Palm Springs. And so I'm going to be on the road. So I was like, oh, I wonder if I should do something not maybe LA, something like between LA and Palm Springs that I normally wouldn't try. So I actually haven't picked the bagel place for tomorrow yet. Um, I really want to go. My favorite so far has been Courage Bagels. Like that's been my favorite bagel so far. But the funny thing is, it's a Montreal style bagel. So it's... <laughs> I didn't even know that exists. Yeah. Me neither. Um, so it's kind of interesting because I'm like, well, did it... Is it really the best California bagel? Because it's a Montreal style. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this has been so much fun. Kiki, tell us how to tell us about your podcast. Share all your handles and information if people aren't following you or listening to you already. You can find me on IG and TikTok at the talk of shame. Um, and we also have a new podcast. It's Moms versus Aunts, which you can find on pretty much any platform that you get your podcast. There's only two episodes out. It comes out every Monday. And it's really just me and my best friend that we've known for 20 years talking. She's a mom. I'm a forever auntie. And we just talk about everything, current events, pop culture, all the things through the lens of a mom and an aunt. I love it. I can't wait to listen. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kiki. We'll definitely have to have you back. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will catch you next week.
You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.